Today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by anger, frustration, and Raymond, I have a question for you before we begin. You heard about this, uh, the workouts for Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, I did. I heard about that today. Do you think that this is somehow fueled by the excitement generated from Lamar Lamar Jackson's very successful season? I think that's I think that's partial to do with it. I mean, everyone's watching the tape. They're we're watching the fact that Baltimore has embraced the Colin Kaepernick style of quarterbacking rather than do you know what John Harbaugh's brother tried to do, which was to try to make him a pocket passer and just to only use that as a la- use running as a last resort. Whereas here, he just says, "Hey, just do what you got. Do what you do. Go out there and do what you do." Uh, so yeah, I think that has something to do with it. I don't think it's the whole reason because I think this late in the season, teams, you know, either I don't think any of the playoff teams are looking for this, but you know, maybe some teams could look at him as a backup option. Or who knows, Baltimore could be looking. I know that Baltimore has RG3, but between RG3 and Colin Kaepernick, I think you'd want Colin Kaepernick. He's healthier. He's had a healthier career, and he's been more efficient playing that style. And, you know, uh, RG3 is a shell of himself. I mean, I'm glad he has a job and he's you know getting paid, but he's not the player he once was. And it never ha- hasn't been since his knee blew out. But that's just a guess. I don't know how many teams are actually going to watch him, but, yeah, it definitely has something to Lamar Jackson has certainly helped shine some light back on him. I agree 100%. And so to Colin Kaepernick, we say congratulations. Good luck. Yeah, good, yep, luck. good luck. Hope this works out. Hope this gets uh, gets you a job back in the NFL. Uh, you, you deserve to be in the NFL. Raymond, before we get started, why don't you let them know where can they find us? You can like us on Facebook.com slash The Goldcast, and you can also follow us on Twitter at The underscore Goldcast. And be sure to subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same moniker of the Goldcast. That way you get notified when we go live with our brand new episodes, such as this one. And be sure to leave a comment if you have some thoughts that you'd like to share with us or share with other fellow fans and listeners of the show, because we certainly like to hear from you and would like to get your thoughts, because everyone, everyone was wrong about the prediction for this game. Well, everyone was wrong about the predictions for this entire weekend. I mean, this was the wonkiest. This was the that crazy NFL weekend that comes out of nowhere, and every team is up. Every every game is an upset, and it was just wonky. We'll talk about it. But Raymond, I want you to tell the people, tell Goldcast Nation, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at Ray Solis and on Instagram at Ray Solis One. And you can find me on Twitter at Rudy Solis three and Instagram at Rudy's oh Instagram at Rudy Solis three Twitter at Rudy Solis three R D. All right, the rivalry is back, but the game did not end the way we wanted it to. Raymond and I have had a day to process it, and now we're back, we're ready to talk about it. But the anger still lurks deep inside. Your professor. Fanalism is here. The greatest fanalist in the game. He's also here. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, 
Rudy Solis III, and with me is my brother, my co-host, Raymond Solis I, baby. Boom. Oh, man, Raymond. I'll tell you what. As far as excitement, theatrics, drama, pulse-pounding action, that Monday night game delivered. It was everything it was billed to be. Went all the way into overtime. 49ers lose in heart-wrenching fashion. First loss of the year, 27-24. to A tough, tough loss that really exposed the offense and just how limited we are with when Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle are out. Now, Emmanuel Sanders has only been part of this this team for what three weeks now and already or two weeks already you see what a difference he has brought and why we traded for him in the first place but they the offense was really really exposed in this game and I want to start with you why don't you start with your thoughts and then I'm going to give my thoughts but uh for, first and foremost I do want to say before we begin it was a tough loss but a great game and the Niners played hard, played really hard. But we definitely were offensively exposed. Let's let's talk about it, though. I want to hear all your thoughts on this game. Go for it from the start. Disappointing. Started off great. And, you know, we talked about the possibility of Staley and McGlinchey being rusty coming back from after having not played for four straight games. And that definitely proved to be the case, especially with McGlinchey combined. I think they gave up like eight pressures total, which is almost Jimmy Grappolo was under pressure 22 times. He got sacked four times. He was hit four times. He was hurried 14 times. McGlinchey kind of led the charge. I think he allowed five of those pressures. Garoppolo or Staley, Mike Person had three apiece. Lincoln Tomlinson had two. I thought Lincoln Tomlinson and our center played great, even though our center went out for a few plays and we had a, a, a rookie center come in to replace him. But then he came back and toughed it out. So I was really disappointed with the tackles. They played awful. They played they played the way, you know, you would fear the backups playing in their stead would have played but and but they ended up not playing that way at all they were the exact opposite they've been so good for this entire time they haven't they haven't they've they've allowed us to not skip a beat when it comes to pass protection and run blocking for that matter but you know our all pro six-time pro bowler joe staley just looked like a like a rookie out there mcglinchy looked like a first-year pro again looked worse than a first year pro because he actually had a really good rookie season but he they just got eaten alive by uh clowny who had his best game as a seahawk he had been actually very understated since they acquired him which i was happy about because that's a huge pickup on defense he did great things in uh, alongside jj watt with the houston texans and he hasn't really been that same impact player for this for this group since coming over. And part of that is because he doesn't have someone like JJ Watt on the opposite side, wreaking havoc and, you know, forcing offenses to, you know, think twice about double teams and that kind of, those kinds of counter plays. 
because really Javion Clowney is the only person they have. You know, Bobby Wagner's a linebacker. He has more than more than just pass rushing duties, so it's not really the the complement that he needs in order to really be impact. But today he just kind of broke out and finally had a good game. So sometimes it takes a division game to make players really kind of wake up or at least for a game, you know, kind of tap into their potential. Division games are always like this where players seem to rise to the occasion more so than usual. Although on our, on our case, it didn't happen at all. We lost Emmanuel Sanders. George Kittle ended up not even playing the game. That proved to be too difficult too too many missing you know one too many two too many missing stars to really allow well, and Robbie Gold and Robbie and, Gould. and Robbie Gold yeah so it's three too many missing stars to really do what we needed to do to win this game which we we technically did it just in in the tightest moments just couldn't make the play Debo Samuel had drops Kendrick Bourne had drops, including one that went right through his hands and into the hands of the Seahawks for that big interception. Seattle took advantage and scored more points on turnovers than we did. That ended up being the difference in the game as far as point totals were. And, you know, missing, we had a chance to win the game. Our kicker just couldn't handle the pressure, was definitely trying too hard. And you could, that was evident in the fact that he hooked it so so hard right the way he did. He was really trying to, you know, put a, put forth a really strong effort, but, you know, just really kind of basically choked on his form and allowed that ball to sail right instantly. Didn't, didn't even have a remote chance, which is so unfortunate because I thought, I was like, man, he made three straight, including like a couple 40-plus yarders, so this should be good, this should be good. I was excited about it and, you know, just, just never, never worked out. Super disappointing. I actually thought somebody, I actually thought someone had got a hand on it. The That's way what it I thought too. So crazily. I thought somebody, yeah. wow, someone got a hand on that. And I watched the play. I'm like, no, that was just the world's worst kick. <laughs> That's yeah. what that was. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and t- so to me, it's like, you know, when we win games, teams give out game balls to the top performers and if i was going to give a game ball out it would definitely be to the defense they that entire unit especially the secondary just played so so good they were amazing emmanuel sanders i mean akella witherspoon is really going to actually have to prove himself at this point i would imagine because he's been playing so good that i don't know if you can just sit him down and just throw Witherspoon back in because Witherspoon's missed time too. And that's going to be an adjustment. I think you need to ease him in and certain coverage packages. That's how you do it. You don't do what you did with McGlinchey and Staley because you know what? Staley ended up f- fracturing and dislocating his finger. And if he goes for surgery, he's going to miss a couple more games. So that that throwing him back into the mix proved to be a, a costly mistake. Not only in terms of of him not being able to do what he's supposed to do, but also his health. He he got injured again, and if he gets surgery, he's going to miss time. If he is able to just kind of wrap it and deal with it, then you know the show goes on. But either way, you know he's got a tough decision to make. I, don't, I know he doesn't want to miss time, but you know at this point, I'm like I, I don't mind seeing the other guys come back in after the way they performed tonight. So to me, I give. We give game balls to the people who played well, which was the defense. And we give cold-ass showers to the people who did not perform. And in my eyes, 
even though Jimmy made at least three throws that, you know, the, the early pick in the first series that got called back by the flag holding, he got away with one there. Kendrick Bourne's pick was Kendrick Bourne's fault, which is why I call it the Kendrick Bourne pick. And then he had two throws late in the game that could have been picks, but the defenders just didn't pick up the pick. They didn't, they didn't, you know, secure the interception. So he got away with them. So I, you know, there's definitely moments like that, but then to me, three out of those four instances were Jimmy's fault. And one was the receiver's fault, but there was more key drops than there were Jimmy mistakes. In my opinion, Debo Samuel had a key third down drop. Like I said, Kendrick Bourne had about two or three key drops. I know that um, Emmanuel Sandals left early, so he wasn't an impact. Kyle Juszczyk uh, missed the ball, but that was just a tough grab. Dante Pettis was a non-factor once again. To me, Debo Samuel Kendrick Bourne dropping key, key plays and key moments that could have kept the drives going. That, to me, just kind of really frustrated me. Debo Samuel's going to get the rookie pass this, this season for the most part, but he did drop a key third down catch that would have given us a first down on a drive late. And Kendrick Bourne gave up a pick with one of his drops and gave up a uh, gave up, um, sorry, up, uh, gave up yardage on one of his other drops. He had a few. Uh, you know, I know Dante Pettis had a, had a drop that hit his hands, but it was it was kind of that one was kind of overthrown. You know, but Shanahan was very clear in the press conference today where he said, you know, if the ball hits your hands, you need to make that play. You need to not, you know, the, when the ball hits your chest and bounces off me, to me, it's like, you know, what are you doing? Go out and get the ball. So that was very frustrating. So I give cold showers to the offensive line, in particular the tackles. I thought inside played pretty well like they have been for most of the season. I thought they, they, they did great for the most part. I thought it was McGlinchey and Staley. When you look at the numbers, it's just, it's actually really bad. They allowed, you know, five sacks on Jimmy to go along with the 22 total pressures. It's just not unacceptable. That's that's exactly what happened to Drew Brees in the trap game against the Atlanta Falcons. He got sacked six times in that contest. You get you get three or more sacks on a quarterback. It's it's you know you're gonna be you're gonna be in a really good position to win. And we were in position to win this game. We sacked Russell Wilson like four times. So again, the defense came. Fred Warner had led the team in tackles with nine. He had two sacks and two TFLs. Warner played amazing. Emmanuel Mosley was against DK Metcalf. Huge, huge mismatch in terms of size. He had seven. He had seven uh, tackles today. He was second on the team, and he had three pass deflections, none of which were called pass interference. Some of them looked a little dicey, but I think because it was contact going both ways, they kind of just let the players play it out, which was nice to see. Normally, I think, you know, depending on who the referee staff is, that's, that's a 50-50 call on whether they call it on him or perhaps even call it on offense. But it was still great to see, regardless Kawan Williams was amazing. Kawan Williams has been outstanding all year long. He was third on the team. He had a, also had a half a sack, too. And he had three forced fumbles. He was a huge part of the defense, giving us an opportunity to stay in this game. 
Emmanuel Mosley was so key in just not allowing the big throw from Russell Wilson because that's what he's been. That's what Russell Wilson's been. He's relying on his legs to keep a drive alive if if there's coverage downfield. And if there isn't coverage downfield, he's been going for the big throws, and he's made a lot of big throws, big time throws. You know, like uh, what's his name? Like the Kansas City Chief Mahomes. quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. He's he's even throwing. He's been throwing the long ball very effectively this year, akin to the way Patrick Mahomes does it. But that was totally eliminated. That was kind of one of the part of the game plan. The game plan was pressure off of our base pass rush and you know extra guys in coverage to eliminate Russell's ability to get the ball downfield which for the most part was pretty much absent Russell did not have a good day uh, even if, for those of you who own him in fantasy he did about half of what he usually does point points wise that's that's a good thing and he had a pick late in the in overtime a key pick by the rookie Dre Greenlaw who was playing instead for our out for the season, middle linebacker, Quan Alexander. So couldn't be more happy with Dre Greenlaw's performance overall. Nick Bosa had the most pressures of any edge defensive end in week 10, even though he didn't end up with a sack. He did have a TFL and he did have numerous run stops. Eric Armstead was amazing again with a sack and a half and a TFL. Ronald Blair lost for the season, but had a TFL in the process. D. Ford was solid. Buckner had the touchdown. So, you know, that's kind of more or less what I saw. And, you know, we can get, we can talk some more about the, the aftermath of, of what that cost us. You know, once again, an excellent breakdown. Greatest fanless in the game. Again, you know, the hype going into this game was huge. As I've been saying for a week into this, the rivalry was back. The smack talk online was intense. The The energy in Levi Stadium was huge. As you mentioned, I you know I, I don't want to repeat what already been said. We started out real hot. But Emmanuel Sanders going down was huge. And the wide receivers in his absence just could not step up. And that to me was probably the most... That, and I agree with you, the tackles... One hundred percent, our tackles were really disappointing, which we we were we had discussed. That was one of our areas of concern in the preview, in the preview uh, episode that we did before this game. But the wide receivers, my goodness, my goodness! I have to admit, I'm not very impressed with Dante Pettis. I keep waiting for this guy to to. He's uh, undersized and he's a flash in the pan so far. So far, he really is, and in fact. In fact, I remember he uh, Shanahan said something today that was kind of uh, was kind of stir- he said it. I don't know if he said it in the press conference. He said it somewhere in the last twenty four hours, and I was reading the quote. He had said some. I'm paraphrasing, but he said basically something to the effect that uh, Pettis has been given a lot of opportunities, and if he doesn't make the most out of those opportunities, well, he's just going to start getting less opportunities. And I thought, oh, that is that is intense. <laughs> that is a no joke there. So, you know, in, in, in a big game, if you just do what you've been doing, which hasn't been enough to really kind of elevate yourself and elevate what you can do to help the team win, then that's exactly what's going to happen. 
Yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. And so the it was it was such a tough loss because we had several opportunities to win. And what I think was the most frustrating part about this loss, and I think what frustrates most of 49er faithful today is that even, I will say this, even with Kittle and Sanders out, this team had the opportunity to win. We were down Sanders, Kittle, Gold, and we st- it still took Seattle overtime to the final minute of the game to finally beat us. That's how that's how good this team is, and that's how not as good Seattle is. We 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 had to get depleted for them to even even ha- even even beat us, and even then it still took them overtime. They had to take us all the way to the very end of almost time. I almost thought this game was going to end in a tie, but uh, Russell Wilson's that final run he did across the field to get them into into field goal position that was the dagger. The second the second he took off and no one got him, I was like, that's it. That's they, right they there. even stacked the blitz on the left side because he likes to run on that side and the pocket just you know coincidentally very flukish just it it collapsed the way it needed to to give him just this gaping hole to to run through it was so just un just an unfortunate you know stroke of luck that Sala made the right call had the players in the right position and when the play started to unfold it just did not did not work out the way it was intended to no and let's let's talk about somebody else who who does not get to who does not get a pass regardless of how the team may have played around him Jimmy G doesn't get a pass there were some pretty ba- awful passes in there i thought a couple of those i mean we we had a couple big drops but he also put those a couple of those balls in really hard places for those guys to catch. And there wasn't even guys around them. I was like, what's going on? He looked very skittish, skittish. He looked overwhelmed at times. He looked nervous. And and well, I'll once, say once this. the stocks once the sacks started to mount, you could feel that he no longer was trusting his offensive line to give him protection in time. And he was starting to rush his throws, but you know, he you know, he's starting to see ghosts. Or he rushing, well, the th- you know, rushing the throw before the even pass rush even got to him. Well, you know, and I saw this a couple times. I, I, I think you saw it too there. A couple times he got up after those sacks and he looked pretty pissed. And he looked pissed at his line. He gave a couple of looks at he gave a couple of looks at those linemen that, that I caught right on the TV. I was like, Ooh boy, that's a dude's seriously? Come on. Yep. I also I need saw your him help. Sh- yeah, I also saw him shaking his head at yes. the, the yep, drops. That's the that's yeah, I saw that too. He was definitely getting really frustrated out there. But Jimmy G doesn't get he doesn't he doesn't get to go without a pass too. I I think he could have played a um, a little bit better. But I'll say this I will say this in his defense. This is the kind of game that if Jimmy G really is the guy the quarterback that we think he is, if he's the quarterback that we paid for, these are the kinds of games that make him better. These are the these are the lick, the licks that he needs to take to elevate and move to the next level because it's not always going to be roses for Jimmy G. And these are the games where if this, if Jimmy G, you know, if Jimmy G wants to be Jimmy Garapolo, then these are the games that are got that he's got to that he's got to learn from and step up from and become a better quarterback. These are the games. Now, a weaker quarterback will allow this game to seep in, and he'll go downward. 
if Jimmy G is a good quarterback, and I think Jimmy G inside of Jimmy G is not just a good quarterback, is a great quarterback, these are the games he must learn from. And I think he will. You know, we a lot of people like to point to Joe Montana's, uh, you know, his five big Super Bowls and or his four four Super Bowl wins and, you know, the, the great playoff victories and the comeback games. A lot of people forget how bad the 49ers team was at times and how inconsistent Joe Montana could play. Joe Montana, especially in the beginning, he had some pretty rough games. It wasn't like it was all roses for him all the time. So it wasn't like Joe just came out and was a god. Yeah, he also uh, sat know. the bench. Mm-hmm. You know, he rode the. I think he. What is he? Back up to Steve DeBerg, I think. I forget who played in front of him. But you know, it wasn't all roses for him either. So these are the games that he needs to learn from. Richard Sherman was said it in the press conference that they have to learn. They will get better. I believe they will get better. We were never going to go sixteen and zero. It's a, it's a, it was a wonderful pipe dream, but I mean, I, I penciled in about three, three weeks worth of losses in the last four that I thought potentially I'd rather get the loss out now than later. Streaks do not work well in the NFL. The NFL is not built for streaks. Baseball and basketball are built for streaks because of the amount of games and the amount of months and the length of time that that sport goes. Football is done in a very short microcosm. Streaks do not hold well, especially win streaks, because at some point you got to lose. At some point, and the further the further along you go, you go uh, undefeated or go without a loss, the greater and harder that loss is going to be when it comes around. So I think this was a, a good loss in terms of get it out now, see where your flaws are, and really figure out how you need to step up. I'll tell you something else that I thought was a little confusing, Raymond. I thought in the overtime, it was really pretty clear that the Seattle defense was gassed. And that we were we were running pretty well. I was very surprised at how how even though the run the run game was doing well, we kept going away from going away from it in favor of a heavy passing game. And that surprised me because I thought the running backs were doing pretty well, especially in overtime when the Seattle's defense was clearly very tired. Well, I think on a couple of those drives, they weren't getting the yardage we needed to be put into a third and short situation, and we were we were put in third long more often than we had all season long. And I think it's one of the reasons why if you're third and long, you, you got to throw because your chances are better in that scenario than trying to run it on third and long, you know, rare, rarely do unless you have a Colin Kaepernick or a Lamar Jackson, then it's, it's a, you know, that then you have your running the running part covered because if, if the play breaks down in coverage, then you can go ahead and take off. Uh, because you're that kind of quarterback. Jimmy G obviously is definitely more comfortable in in the pocket passing role, and he's he he is capable of running, but he definitely does not like to do it. It's it's not his his first instinct is to sit in the pocket and make the throw, which is you know technically what you're supposed to do in that position. So that he's doing exactly what you would expect any quarterback to do. It's what Drew Brees does. It's what Brady does. It's what Rodgers does. It's what all the the good top quarterbacks do right now, with the exception. Lamar Jackson is the lone exception right now, and at one point in time in 2015, that exception was also Cam Newton, but that took a toll on him for other reasons. However, having said that, I think I think that we we weren't even even though it started to be it started to the the running game started to open up a little bit more. We were still held for under 100 during the entire game, even though Tevin Coleman and Mostert 
you know, ended the game with 4.4 and 4.7 averages. That still was nine carries for 40 yards off of Coleman, six carries for 28 yards off of Mostert. Those aren't technically not good, not great numbers. Matt Breida, who's nursing another ankle injury, second year in a row, he seems to always have to deal with an injury, which is unfortunate because he's so great when he's 100%. He had 10 carries for 18 yards, less than two yards a carry. He never got going. He, he never got going at all. No, he didn't. So even though there were moments when we were starting to gash him late in the game, it was too little too late by then. And we were still getting put in third and longs. And unfortunately, you know, like I said earlier, we just, at that point, we have to throw. We have no choice. Yeah, you're right. You're right. A a tough loss to our most hated rival. I can't stand the Seahawks. I can't stand Russell Wilson. I can't stand their colors. I can't stand their dumb team name. A Seahawk is not an animal. It's not a bird. There's no such thing. I don't think the 12th man is something you should be proud of. I don't think you should celebrate the fact that your professional football team needs the crowd to help them win games. That's not something to be proud of. Anyways. Yeah, neither is the stupid old defense moniker, which I'm not even going to repeat. I can't stand it. No, no. no sounds like sounds was... like a cheap wrestling name. Yeah, it, it was basically. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> also, the uh, was also the name of the the evil faction that would fight the Super Friends on the '80s cartoon. It was also a variation of that too. Literally the same name. Yeah, it was a tough loss. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Forty Nine Faithful. This is the great part about being a fan of football. Did I say a Fran? A Fran of football. A Fran of football. When you're a Fran of fruitball, 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 fruitball. When you're a fan of fruitball, when you're a fan of fruitball, the great part is is that there's another game around the corner, so we get to shake this off. We get we get our you know we get our day of pouting. Today's our day of pouting and mourning. But get over it. It's one game. We're the best team in the league. Now what we do is we pick ourselves up. We go into Arizona. We kick their ass. And we continue on this journey towards the playoffs. Because this is coming at us whether we like it or not. And I'm ready to go face Arizona, Raymond. How about you? Oh, yeah, baby. It is time to regroup and get ready. And actually, um, we won't be going to Arizona. We will be staying home. So that's the good news. No traveling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no traveling for us. We just get to watch it on our television sets. Raymond and I will actually, this will be the one game this year where you and I get to watch it together. Yes. It's going to be awesome. We will be live in person. Yep, together. We will watch it with our unofficial third member of the cast, Rudy Solis Jr., our father. We will, but we will be in the building to watch the game together. I can't wait to watch a game with you guys and the family. This is going to be incredible. Also, have you guys noticed? I don't know if any of you noticed. I don't know why I didn't talk about this on the cast. I did talk about this. I think about it. So on Monday Night Football against the Browns, I believe that was Monday Night Football, Kyle Shanahan had that bright red 49ers cap with the little black logo in the middle of the bill. You guys remember that cap, Ray? I know you I know you know the cap. Yep. I went and tried to buy that thing like two days later, and that sucker has been sold out for the entire 
month. Well, guess what? It is back in stock. You should go buy it. It is, I'll tell you what it is, guys. So write this down. This is the hat. Every day I look and I wait and I hope and I pray that in the mail comes this amazing hat. It's the 49ers Scarlet Shanahan Cap. It's it's a it's it has Scarlet and Shanahan in the name. 49ers Scarlet Shanahan Cap. If you type that in, it'll come right up. It's a new era cap. You should go get it. In fact, I will I'm gonna look for a link and I'll put it in the description so you guys can get it. Because this is my favorite 49er cap. There, I think there's numerous look. I'm pretty sure Amazon has has it now, but I don't know how long that'll last. And I know the 49ers uh, teams the the team sports uh, section has it too. I know I saw it there last time I was looking at hats. Ooh. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to check that out too. So I w- well, I'll find it. I want to put a link in the description because we should all own it. I think it's the best 49ers hat that they've produced this year, and they have a couple really good ones out this year that. I've already got, but that one is fire. All right, Raymond, any final thoughts before we leave this game? Just that I really hope that, you know, the defense has been very very consistent. So that's something that we can actually look forward to game in and game out in terms of, you know, what to expect from our team. But I really hope that the wide receivers take what Kyle Shanahan said to heart take what they're going to do in practice to heart because this is this this next game is a you have back-to-back division games here and then it doesn't get any easier after that so you got to have a quick bounce back game to regain the regain the momentum of winning so that you can take some of that momentum into the next tough games which will the, the next tough slate of weeks which will include two more playoff nfc teams in green bay and new orleans and don't forget we've got the baltimore ravens sandwiched in between them and the ravens in from the afc the best afc team in my opinion yeah i think they're the best afc team in my opinion as well they're the best offense anyway the best the best afc offense coming into town the best afc defense obviously still resides in new england yeah, I can get with that. I can get with all that. My final thought is let it go. Move let on. Let it go. <laughs> Isn't that a Disney song? Uh, I think so. Oh, Disney Plus, by the way, Mandalorian Fire on a completely different subject. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, let's move on. Let's get into it. Arizona. We'll be back later this week. We are probably going to be back tomorrow with uh, Candlestick Will. It's time to talk, talk, time to talk some Giants, some big changes. We'll save that for tomorrow's Gold Cast, and then we'll be back a little bit later in the week for our preview of 49ers at Arizona, or I guess Arizona at San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, oh, they're here. Oh, yeah. I this, keep saying it's a, that it's a home game. Yeah, you're right. It's a home game. Duh. I keep saying it's, that. Sorry. It's 405 game. So we actually have the, the afternoon, not necessarily the five o'clock primetime game, but the 405 game, which makes sense because we just had a Monday night game. So it's a short turnaround, one one less day. Not as bad as the Thursday schedule. But did you see that they have flexed two of our yes. games? 
Yes, yeah, so we time. will have another, a fourth primetime game. We've had three national games on Thursday no, and two, and two Monday nighters, and now we're going to have a Sunday nighter. No, we have two Sunday nighters. 49ers and Packers has been flexed to the 5 o'clock uh, game, and the 49ers and Rams game has been oh, flexed I didn't to hear 5 about o'clock. That. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, you know they love them 49ers in primetime, baby. They love them 49ers in primetime. The, the NFC divisional divisional bouts, those are those games are about it. But, I mean, the Rams the Rams are just a different team than Seattle. I'm just they, they don't intimidate me at all. They, they really don't. Kyle Shanahan, he's, he's, got, he's got Sean McVay's number right now just because his, our team is just so much better in every single category. Jared Goff is looking like the Jared Goff we all know. That's right. And his coach is looking like but the Padawan and Shanahan yeah. Master. Exactly. All right. Here we go. So concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Suisse III. And with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa first, baby. Boom. We'll see you next time. Same gold cast time. Same gold cast channel. This is, is the gold cast.